Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right then, we're off. Morning, morning, morning. morning. This is running commentary. I'm Paul Tonkinson. I'm Rob Deering. Hi. How am I? Hi. Genuine confusion for months. (laughs) (laughs) As we we're we're back on Hackney Marshes, which is notably less green than last time we were here because it's cold all summer. And there's a three. Beautiful young people meditating over on yes. our Yes, yeah, yeah, we've got to be careful with those. They are shaming us. <laughs> and uh, busy, but no, maybe not quite as busy as the last time we were here. Maybe more people are back at work. I knows? think, yeah, I also think, I've noticed that there is a real line mid-morning when people just appear. Right. I find that the, it's, it's, it's not early, don't get us no, wrong. No, 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 no. The old thing, you guys, particularly people who live by the sea, people keep sending us pictures of the ocean at dawn. Beautiful. And we're like, yeah. there's two reasons we can't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One, we're yeah. not by the sea, and two, our eyelids. Yes. But um, yeah, it's ten o'clock on the marshes, and I reckon by eleven, it'll be, get... it'll be getting busy, definitely. Yeah. Yes. And it's there's a light breeze. I thought it might be hotter than this, but there is a light breeze. We've been really lucky, haven't we, this week? It's been another absolute stunner. Real scorcher. Yeah, yeah. Our garden is amazing. It's so funny. I don't think you remember weeks ago. I cut all the uh, ivy away. Right. And it was classic non-gardener. It's needed doing for years. Yeah. I've just do a little bit. Right. And once I got started, of course, you know, I was like, oh, that's a bad bit, that's a bad bit, that's a bit. I couldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> gave yeah. the gardener. There's nothing left. Exactly. Yeah. I gave the gardener a brutal haircut. I think yeah. it was appropriate. Yeah. But it was scary for a minute. Yeah, but well, it gave us loads of light and space. Yeah. And now... You know, I've been vindicated by all the new growth, the green nice, leaves. Nice, nice. And we're out there all the time. Yeah. No, it's been lovely. And here. I'm talking about my uh, sp- uh, sprucing things down. I got my, I got a retouch on my hair from my mate on over the weekend. Now he's started cutting my hair. He can't stop doing it. Oh, same thing. He same sees thing. little things that aren't quite right. See, I noticed that. Right. I thought your hair looked good. Yeah, I've just had a little touch. It hasn't grown much in the week. Yeah. I also cut my hair. What do you think? It looks good, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tidy, yeah. Still quite a big quiff. I must say, uh, I really enjoyed it when my mate cut my hair. Yeah. I think it was just the sort of... Human touch? Yeah, no, it actually was. Yeah, yeah. It was just something really, really... And he really... He obviously really enjoyed it as well because he really went for it. Yeah. And it was just... I almost cried, such was the comfort of someone fondling my scalp. Right. It was nice, man. Fondling and scalp aren't two words you often <laughs> hear together in a sentence, are nice, they? Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. And how has your running week been? It's been okay, actually. I kind of... Uh, I've had a few days off the old source. Very good. Which is nice. How many days? When did you, when did you last? Oh, uh, Friday. We had a bit of a... We had some mates run on Friday, and that was lovely. That was lots of Prosecco. They have a few kids jumping up and down on the trampoline. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really good fun. I know it's good that you stopped and everything, but I also think we're all enjoying your seasonal shift 
it's it's a prosecco. Yes, <laughs> it's like you've changed your seasonal plumage. But it's quite, uh, it's quite a sugary hit though. If you do too much of that, because I tend to mix it with orange juice. Yeah, yeah. Which again is nice, but sugar. Yeah. You've just really. Yeah, it's a bit of a sugar sugar high. Yeah. Well, me but and nice the, in the sun. Julia last week had some. Uh, had a bottle of Prosecco in. And right. I'm not a big fan. Right. And uh, it turned out we had everything for French 75s. Are you ready? Here comes Go on, another Deering's cocktail recipes. French 75s, right? You take uh, the juice of a lemon. Yeah. Um, two shots of gin. Nice, like um, it. Ideally sugar syrup. Two little scooches of sugar syrup, but you could do it with a spoonful of sugar. You just really have to shake it in. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all going to go down the bottom. And then you shake that really hard over ice. So you should kind of shake it up so you get crushed up ice in it. Right. And then, you, when you pour it out, you just top it up to the top with Prosecco. Sounds great. It's really good. Sounds lovely, yeah. And, uh, and I, this is entirely my invention, I was serving that up yeah. with just a strawberry on the edge of the glass to dip. That's Ooh. Ooh. very huh? nice, very nice. Yeah. And, uh, but like you say, after a day or two of those, you start to think, wait a minute, I think my teeth are falling out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's nice, but there's a cost, yeah. But much less of a hangover than red wine, especially in the sun as well. It just feels more, more suitable. But then you stop, you stop drinking. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so... I stopped yeah. drinking. I haven't had a drink uh, since the beginning of June. Right. Yeah, I know. Oh, and here we are, June the 2nd. Late morning, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. Yeah. The big sacrifice. Taking each day as it comes. But I had a... Um, I suppose the big running story is I, I went on a longish Sunday run. Yeah. With... Uh, How far? About 11 and a half miles. Yeah, good. With friend of the show, Baz. Oh, Baz! Baz Taylor. Round Epping Forest on Sunday morning. Yeah. Which was gorgeous, actually. Hey, look. Uh, sorry, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we said about these poppies? Yeah. I didn't realise then they were just beginning. Look at these. Yeah, they're out. Got to get some photos. That's they're really gorgeous. Out. They're beautiful, yeah. So the grass here on Hackney Marshes is getting a bit... I mean, it's lovely. It's summery, but it's sort of classic. It looks like the 70s, doesn't it? Yeah, this? it's getting a little bit it's scarred, a little isn't bit it? beige dying off. But these poppies are intense. I mean, they're hardy, aren't they, poppies? That's the point. They just kind of grow in. But when we came past here the other day, there was like three. Yeah. And no, now, they've really come out, haven't they? Gorgeous. And if I get these ones, I get that lovely uh, wheelie bin in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's they're beautiful. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I wonder if anyone waters them. I don't. It looks. It's just wild stuff, isn't it? I can't imagine. Yeah, absolutely. They do quite a good gardening here, but I don't think they do anything to yeah. this lot. But then once you let it become meadow like this, yeah, it looks after itself. Yeah, very nice. He says, knowing nice, nothing yes. of gardening, nothing. Sorry. It's all right. Well, listen, we uh, had a little recording break there because I'd pulled my plug out. Yeah. But um, I was taking the photos of puppies anyway. They're really lovely and they've grown in. And I did the recipe for French 75. Yes. If you missed that, get in touch. I'll tell you next week. That'll be uh, run, running comment, commentary extras. Yeah, and they... Uh, so, yeah, we just had a little... I oh, yeah, so this is... this. We might have lost this. Well... If we lose me, we lose you. Paul went to Epping Forest with Baz for a long run on Sunday. Yeah, which I haven't done for ages, really. I mean, it wasn't long, long, but it was like about 11 and a half, which was nice. Yeah. And it was solid and quite hilly. And it's just really nice because it's sunny, but there's a lot of cover. Yeah. Just soft enough under your feet to be comforting, but not too soft to be exhausting. Yeah, lovely. Just really, really nice, actually. Excellent. Really nice and little Baz? trip out. He's good. He's yeah. just been working his way through it, you know. He's, uh, yeah. He works on the old trains, and he's been just working it through. It's funny how work... Are we going this way? Right? Yeah. Right. Sorry. Sorry. How work, um, what your job is, really defines what the last few weeks has been like for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people have just been working through. I mean, yeah. slightly less busy, but nevertheless. Well, also, in the longer game, I think there's been a certain... Uh, it's been easier for... 
us and people like us, like my wife, whose whose jobs kind of stopped on a dime. Yes, yeah, yeah, maybe. Than it has been for people whose jobs kind of faded away. Yeah. <laughs> over three weeks, you know. Yeah, but, but but then you've got the the population who still been furloughed and they're sort of waiting to lose their jobs almost. Yeah, and specifically <laughs> not allowed to work, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, strange time to renew a mortgage, but I did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the stuff of life sort of continuing to limp on. Yeah. Opening up a bit. Did, uh, did schools open near you? Uh, well, no, because the school did all they could. Right. I mean, it's different... In secondary school anyway, right, because the main deal for going back to school is for little kids. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but secondary schools are part of that, and they're sort of saying there'll be teacher consultations between, for certain years. And right. Key workers and blah, blah, blah. But the way they emailed, they said, this is what might happen at the beginning of June. We don't know if it's going to happen, right. but we have to prepare for it. Yeah. And they emailed us about that. And they emailed about that, us about that. And then, so it's all basically preparing for something that's unconfirmed. Yes, yeah. And they said, we'll let you know at the end of half term, which was last Friday, what's going to happen. And they didn't. Right. Because the people in charge didn't tell them what to do. Right, right. So, you know, it's pretty rubbish, really. But day to day, no, nothing's changed with the kids. They're still uh, homeschooling. But it's great, you know, the teachers are efficient. They give them lessons which are either passable or actually good. Right. The kids learn, you know, do their lessons when they would be. Yeah. And it's totally interactive. You know, they do the work, they submit it, the teachers get back to them. That sounds great. And they do fun extracurricular things. They get sent messages saying, that was really good. You know, right. it's not dry. Yeah. It's not just a list of info. It's like school. That sounds good. And yeah. they do, of course, it's back to the whole thing about how lucky we are with the uh, tech we've got, you know. Yeah. Because they all do this kind of sidebars of chat with their mates. And it's nice to realise that there are other students doing this stuff as well. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And they get to interact and everything. It's not everyone. And, of course, the school has to be geared up for the people who aren't keeping up with all that. Yeah. But it's good. I think it's the kind of quiet success is the kids who are... You know, yeah. being and educated and doing all right with it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my daughter did say she had a friend who basically didn't do any work for the first month and had told their parents, that, no, no, there wasn't any. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then... There's obviously a bit of that yeah, going on. They got, they did, but then I suppose it's sort of a happy ending except for that kid because they totally got found out right. and had to do <laughs> one month's yeah. schoolwork in... Uh, about in, eight in hours. a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, they're, they're trying to chase it and keep it yeah. going. And in terms of day-to-day existence, it works, you know. And they're still, you know, obviously, like you say, things are changing. My, my, uh, We adjusted my wife's bike so my daughter could use it. Right. She went out for socially distanced picnics with friends yeah. both days at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this, that certainly has value, doesn't it? She came back and it was like a cloud had lifted. Of course it is, yeah. Because, of course. whisper it, she's sick of us. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's yeah, her I mean, prerogative. We're idiots. They, they, they should be with the mates. They want to yeah, be with the mates. But. Well, you say they... Well, the, the kids. My the kids. son doesn't. He's, is he not? He, he plays chess with one friend remotely right, okay. once every three weeks. That'll do him. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, but then he's part cat. Yeah. yeah. There's many things we've learned <laughs> during this lockdown. I accepted uh, a proper live-streamed gig oh, via I'm... Zoom a couple of days ago. I've avoided them right. all the way through, but yeah. I've got a kind of... Talking of being furloughed and stuff, I've got a little raft of kind of post-lockdown comedy work this month. Oh, that sounds good. And, uh, you know, you've got to say yes to things, haven't you? So what, what gig is that, then? What you? It's for Jala Regan. Right. And it's money for a gig yeah. on a Friday night. And where, what? And you do that in your room? Yeah, I'll set myself up at home. Right. And zoom it in. Yeah. Which, I mean, it raises some technical questions, but I can fix those. Yeah. It's more the fact that I've always... I'm uh, I'm uncomfortable with Zoom 
yeah. just chatting one-to-one with one person for no good reason. So, yeah. let alone socials, let alone comedy. It'll be quite... Uh, yeah, you'll just have to go for that, won't you? 20 minutes. Well, I thought basically I'm going to do it Yeah. just to see if I can get over myself or whether I was right and I don't want to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a test. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like running here without headphones today. Yeah. Because, well, that's another story. But um, What happened? Well, I just did my headphones broken. Right. But, um, uh, Your headphones are broken? Yes! <laughs> oh, but that's, that's the end of it. A fun oh. story. Anyway, um, you know, it's good to do it every now and again. Because simultaneously I find out that I'm right. Yeah. I'm better with headphones. Yeah. And secondly, that it's okay. I can you run can without them if that. I yeah. have to. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. Isn't Zoom... Zoom's meant to be more exhausting than normal. Obviously, more exhausting than normal chat, isn't it? Because you haven't got the non-verbal cues to pick up on. That's so the right. concentration needed for Zoom is pretty exhausting, I fancy. Yeah, I've been trying to pin down what I don't like about it. I think when it comes down to it, I don't know how much we talked about this the other day. I think I realised that I'm not, um, I'm not really comfortable in the just a group of people like other people are. It's like it's all backwards, you know? Yeah. I think the person on the Clapham Omnibus would say, like, oh, the idea of standing up in front of a group of people and talking to all of them is terrifying. Yeah. And the idea of sitting down with half a dozen of my mates and just shooting the breeze sounds like coming home. Yeah, yeah. And I would just flip that. Yeah. room full of people is like coming home. And shooting the breeze with a bunch of uh, mates with no agenda is something totally happy to do, but generally get a bit heightened, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit kind of... You particularly wanna... now I'm a grown-up. See, in the old days, I would have just shown off. Right. Successfully or, ba- or badly. It's all about, oh, look at me, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And that's why we end up comedians, right? So you're prepared to sit down with mates if they give you a bit of money? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I still want to enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah, like a kind of socially uncomfortable uh, hooker. Um, Look at these dog daisies. Giant daisies. The daisies. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Really, really gorgeous. Although I did have a nightmare about insects and spiders yesterday. Go on then. Oh, that's it. That's it. Spiders, they're really big. It was one in my head. I had a dream. I mean, everyone's having really weird lockdown dreams. I had a dream that my mates were going to my mate's dad's funeral. Who, 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 he died a few years ago, my mate's dad. Um, but his mate, uh, but his dad was John Cleese. Right. Which in real was rather life, bizarre. In the dream. Yeah, in the dream, yeah. Right. And I just got really upset by it in the dream. You know those kind of weepy dreams? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're working something through. Yeah, yeah. What do you think I'm working through there? The fact that you didn't do a third series of Faulty Towers? <laughs> I mean, what, oh, what is that about? John, it's the worst James Bond film of all! Or am I? Am I mourning not doing comedy anymore? Well, I think you're mourning what's lost, aren't you? What does John Cleese represent? Comedy? The past? Uh, um, British values? Britain? Punct- punctuality? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Rage, joking inanimate about, objects. Jo- joking about Germans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, quite a moving one. Ah, oh, tough. <laughs> Funnily enough, I jumped about my dad a couple of nights ago in a really... Sometimes I have quite nice genes about my dad. And uh, the other day I jumped, he was, he was there and he wasn't very well. It wasn't very nice. Right. But it was all right. It's just, again, we're just working stuff through. But the other night... I dreamt I was coming home to a kind of holiday villa kind of place. Yeah. And my mum and dad were asleep. It was late. And I was trying to be really quiet. But I just had to move a little bit of recycling. Really I had a cardboard quiet. and paper. Yeah. So I just moved this cardboard. Yeah. Actually, there was a little bit more than... A little bit... More cardboard and paper than I wanted. So now I'm outside in the shredder. Yeah, I'm outside my mum and dad's sleeping room. And, uh, and, <laughs> and then in the end, I woke them up and 
my mum came out and said, oh, you've done really well, you've done nearly all of it. And my dad, just out of sight in his, from his bed, shouted out, shut up! Which I honestly can't remember him ever saying to me yeah, in life. Yeah. <laughs> shut up! Quite a nice one. Yeah. Ultimately, we dream in kind of sitcoms. Yeah. You're dreaming 40 Towers, yeah. I was dreaming Duty Free. But it, we were chatting about it briefly, pre-record. I've been offered some gigs in Dubai. Yeah. And the gigs in Dubai are great, but they're a little bit tricky. And yeah, I'm you've got to take your A-game, haven't you? Yeah, I'm basically a bit worried that we haven't gigged for, na- for like, what now, a couple of months? Yeah. Yeah, you're just worried that you're going to... Maybe that was maybe that was a dream as well. Maybe that was part of it with the Cleese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just that kind of... If you're not gigging, are you still a comic? Yeah, yeah. Big question. Big question. What do you reckon? Well, I think, you're, I think it's interesting. I do think that my big insects and spiders dream, though inspired by all the women flies and spiders around the place, was definitely about work. Right. Because I've got a non-comedy work thing this week. Should be good. Yeah. But it's a slightly pressure gig, and I'm nervous. Right. And uh, Can you talk about what it is sort of vaguely? Well, it's like a... Uh, I'm doing a... Like seminar, webinar, right? Um, about how what we can learn from stand-up and writing a uh, festival show, right? About in the wider game about how to be on stage on your own, and uh, you know what? Just what we can draw from it. Whatever you're doing, whether you're a right. actor how- or a storyteller or. A, Lecturer, how to apply it to other areas, sort of. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing it. I'm going to do it on my own for an hour to kind of make the point. Yeah. You know, and I've got plenty to say, but like you say, it's not funny. But it's the same principle. It's like, am I going to be able to do that? And I'm as discussed. I'm not comfortable on Zoom. It's going to be a disaster, actually. In my, uh... (laughs) there's a spider on my head. I'm terrified, Paul. In my uh, limited experience of. When, I, when I've been employed to sort of do things that aren't specifically comedic, um, they still want you to be. Oh, yeah, I know. So, yeah, so, yeah, you know but, but that's, I only say that because that's a mistake I've made. It's Which like, is that finally, great. somebody wants me for me, yeah, my yeah. thoughts, my intelligence. And then you just bore people to death for 40 minutes. Tell us a joke. And they're just like, literally, tell us a joke. Yeah. So it's getting the combo right, isn't it? Yeah, because, well, it's like our friend Leslie Haynes says. The other thing is when you stop doing comedy and you are funny, yeah. people are just amazed. You can talk for 10 minutes yeah. about whatever you like. Yeah. And then you do one joke, and everyone's like, oh, see, comedian, brilliant. <laughs> Whereas if you're a comedian, you talk for 10 minutes and do one joke. That's a really bad joke. Yeah. I always think when you read about bands, yeah. and they, always, they generally say, I think because of the association of stage and microphone and stuff, if a band does like one joke, yeah. they say, oh, yeah, so-and-so could have been a comedian. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. He or she's got one joke <laughs> they do to a totally friendly audience yes. every night. <laughs> but anyway, I think that you're... So you've got that. That's good. It's good to do something Yeah, different. and I think that we're hitting something here. And again, just talking about it is a bit serious in itself. I do think, you know, I'm quite a serious person. Yeah. And I haven't... I'm not sure I've got the tools. <laughs> just getting old, going into the lockdown, like you say. In, in one very real sense, we suddenly just stop being comedians. Yes. So what are we now? Yes. And I think a lot of the answer to what are we now is I'm not really someone who goes for cheap laughs to make people like me anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, I still do, but it's just habit. Yes. I don't need it in the same way. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I'm it's going the other side of this lovely tree. I've lost him. <laughs> Shook him so off. It's an interesting feeling because for the first few weekends I really miss gigging and sometimes I still do but you do get used to it don't you oh yeah you know <laughs> but it's like and what and that's interesting actually let's take a moment on that because that's also been a discussion as we've been talking online with uh, Charlie Baker and Sarah Millican and other people about that is you have to recognize that it's like a it's a chemical spike. Yes, yeah. You know, you'd think on paper that it's like, oh, I miss the socials or 
seeing people or the travel. But it's much more visceral than that. Yeah, yeah. So you notice that first couple of Friday, Saturday, Sundays, you just your rhythm's all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I suddenly shouting at my family? You know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like and it's then take it through. Let's not go back to Sunday, so we don't need to go yeah. revise the Obbins. But, but it's the endorphin rush, isn't it? And it's yeah. also... Well, it's not just dolphins. You know, it's humans. Yeah. It's... When the dolphins rush the stage, that was always a good moment. I never go for cheap jokes. Yeah. I'm over that now. But it was also the, uh, the intensity of the experience, wasn't it? And the kind of... Yeah. But yeah, it, it kind of... Uh, yeah, it fades a little bit. And I, you realise, this is great. I don't have to leave my family. I can well, stay I, here and just have no money instead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that on... Uh, and it's interesting, actually. Maybe we're just simpler machines than we imagine. Because I was just thinking about how it ties in with running and drinking. <laughs> right. And uh, remembering that hangover of Saturday a week ago. Yeah. Just thinking about the, the comfort, the luxury of surviving you know I buy some biscuits and I'll eat those biscuits and as long as I watch a Columbo while I'm eating the biscuits my day will be complete but the reason that day is complete is because in the evening you get to go and do, spend yes. 20 minutes showing off and being paid for it Yeah, and that's that's defining it means everything else you can just drift but if there's one thing that this has taught us and it's taught us many things is that one can quickly devolve into a vegetative state. Yeah. And it's not that unpleasant. Which is why... Assuming you're not completely destroyed financially. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's been some generous handouts given, which we've all enjoyed. Um, It's not that bad. Yeah. Well, it's that complicated thing, isn't it? I mean, mean, and it's a funny one to talk about, because obviously, you know, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's a very specific kind of first world problem. Yeah. But uh, we were watching, uh, me and my wife have been watching some old uh, Sex and the City. Right. Late era. Yeah. Carrie Bradshaw's been invited to go to Paris. Yes, yeah, with yeah. With Mikhail yeah. Baryshnikov. Yeah. And uh, like, is she going to have a job there? Is she giving up a job? Is she going to live? When is she going to come back? The ultimate question in both circumstances is... Would you be happy if you could just go on holiday forever? <laughs> it's more complicated than you think. Cause yeah, yeah, I can imagine. You've got to do something with our days. Yeah. I mean, me and my wife, we do a lot of creating. Yeah. You know, and it's on a kind of sliding scale of whether we're being paid to do it yeah. or we're just doing it to fill our time. And uh, we certainly couldn't only do the latter but I also think if we're only doing the former just doing it for work we wouldn't be happy so it's for me the ultimate is as long as you get to be creative you know yeah and that means anything it doesn't just mean doing a painting or recording a song yeah it means I don't know getting something done getting something made or completed that wasn't made or completed before old old Julie who's uh me Julie, who's been working really hard. She's one of those. What's her job? She's a production secretary for a television company. Right. So they've been sort of hustling for business, making the shows they can. Everyone else has been sort of laid off apart from her. She's had to take on three or four people's jobs. You know, it's been really intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she seems to unwind on a weekend. She gets drunk most nights. Yeah. But she seems to unwind most weekends by painting her house. Right. She'll do like eight hours painting. Yeah, yeah. She just goes and goes. She says, I find it really relaxing. Yeah. She makes her house look cleaner. I've done something. She puts on music and she just <laughs> she just paints. And does she? She's, she's lunatic, isn't she? Does she drink and paint? No, she doesn't, no. You see, because when I did that ivy, it was just drinking gardening. So All right, okay. One of my best things I've ever discovered. Nice. <laughs> Drunk gardening. But I am going to take a break. It's like, new, it's like a new... Uh, it's like the lockdown's uh, equivalent of that show, Get Stuffed. 
get stuffed. Do you remember those guys? Post, I do remember post that. pub. But I think get stuffed. That is a reference to it. Get stuffed. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, just Google it. Get stuffed. <laughs> if you were born after 1980, stick your bread in a blender. Get stuffed. <laughs> Smash your head in the fridge. Get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where are they now? Oh, a little tiny tear for the nostalgia. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. Diddly doo. Post pub kind of budget food tips. Yeah, in the word era. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's a taxidermy shop on the Essex Road called Get, Get Stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I know that one, yeah. But, um, yeah, I like, I like writing when I've, got a, when I've got a deadline, and I can write, and I really enjoy that. I like having a story to tell. Yes. That's what I've realised. Well, that's the... I like writing the book, I like writing this sitcom. I really enjoy that, but once it's gone, I can feel pretty empty pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely onto something, and uh, I think that that's been really positively for me is in turning that sense of a deadline in on myself right. has really made this thing work at a kind of creative, psychological and physical level. Right. Because on the one hand, there's that whole, what at the time worried me, it's all completely tied to doing the Manchester and London marathons. Right. Because when they went away, I thought... I must maintain this fitness. Yeah. And that was the first thought. And of course, you know, I like a really Your solid, sketch. simple plan. I did yes. involving a couple of numbers. Yes, yeah, that's 20, right. 20, 30, 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and once I set that, it's like a switch. I just keep stay with that, and there we are. Yeah. So that's one. But of course, like anything else, like we said about New Year's resolutions, you set that up, and then four weeks later, six weeks later, you turn around and go, oh, this is the reality so this of that is what resolution. Happens. So that's yeah. what that leads <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. And, you know, because I could not have predicted that that would lead to my kind of slower, stronger, further running fitness that I have Yes, now. yeah. Particularly as, you know, mileage, long runs weren't even kind of on the list. Yeah. But that's definitely the, what's happened to the machine. And meanwhile... I thought, you know, people have dealt with where running intersects with fundraising and, you know, doing it for the community and whatever. People have dealt with that in lots of interesting ways, and there's some really good ones that are much more running-centric than mine. Right. But I thought I'd do my book and split the profits with Parkinson's UK. Yeah. And, again, you know, it was a really lovely, easy clear decision but then that journey you know becomes something yes and I'm really enjoying writing you know my book's best part done now right and part of the whole thing was trying to blackmail myself into sitting down to do it to see if I could yes yeah 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 and 
And like you said, you've got to have a story to tell. And uh, the nature of my book is it's a lot of picaresque individual stories. So each time I go to write, yeah. I tell a story and I'm done. Yeah. Nice. Feel nice. good for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but then it's got that nice thing of where you're planning to do something. You know what the shape of it is. You know what it's going to be. But it's always a little But when you do it, you find something. Yeah, that's great. Every one of these stories I'm telling, I don't actually know what these stories are going to be about. Right. Until I write them. Yeah. And then I find out. Yeah, that's great. And it's lovely. But it is that kind of sense of a... Yeah, it's a deadline, isn't it, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though it's my own deadline. Yeah. So yesterday, I was saying this to my wife, actually. I've wanted to... uh, I've just got a list of moments when I had a bit of an emotional moment listening to a song. Yeah. And one of them was at mile 25 of London Marathon. Right. Not last year when we were there, but the year before when it was hot. Yeah. And uh, it's been on my list since before I decided I was going to do the book. But I wrote it yesterday. And I couldn't have done it before. I didn't realise, but I'd been kind of circling it. And it's a complicated one because I tell that story, but I kind of talk about everything that ever happened kind of on that spot. Right. With a kind of through line from when dad was there when I first ran the London Marathon through to, and I realised some really interesting comparisons with the kind of highs I felt on my own in the sunshine with that song and the highs we had the following year. Do you remember what it was like? Of course. To come out of Blackfriars Tunnel. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Just go, yeah. And into that final... <laughs> Push, push, push. Head shreddingly uh, pleasurable. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, yeah. Dragonfly. See that? <laughs> oh, it's got him! It's got him! <laughs> if it's ever by my dragonfly. Um, and yeah, so I wrote that yesterday. Nice. And uh, felt great, great, you know, it really brought me up. And then I uh, went for a run and uh, in the heat. Yeah. It's nice 10k. Nice. And. Uh, and the music really came through. It was like I was the kind of music I've been writing about. Sort of came on, and, right. and my headphones said, "Yes, see, this is how and why you enjoy running." Yeah. And I felt really special. It was really nice. And I actually had an inspiration for another part of the book. And I thought I'll go home and write that. And I still haven't because I didn't have time. But well, I made some notes. That's great. And I came home, and the music was so beautiful that the last song finished a little bit before I got home. So. I stopped them using took my headphones out, ran in, put them on the stairs, put my phone on top of them, snapped them. So, uh, yeah, no more music for me. <laughs> but so that almost sounds like the end of your book, though, or something. Yeah, yeah. It almost sounds like something you could use that. Yeah, absolutely. That synchronicity, that sort of... Yeah, there was certainly a, a sense of finding, finding something, some kind of conclusion there. It sounds but, uh, like you're still discovering it through the writing of it, which is perfect, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Because you don't want to be just joining the dots when you're writing your book. No. You, want to, you want to be held by uh, the structure you've got, but you don't want to be a slave to it. Exactly. You want to kind of trick yourself into thinking you're going to be joining the dots, so it's not too scary. Yeah, you need to surprise yourself. You yeah. need to surprise yourself. Yeah. It's like uh, everything in the end, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the dots for a jazz musician or the when a child draws a picture yeah or when we walk on stage at a comedy gig and we know what we're going to say but we don't know what's going to happen it's yeah that's how that's how play works yeah that's how jazz works you need a framework to work with otherwise you can't even start and it's important to uh thinking on my feet it's important to try and maintain that during lockdown if you're not up to much because it's very easy to get caught in your daily rituals yeah yeah that can feel a bit imprisoning after a while yeah yeah you've got to keep it elastic i mean the food's really important but it's just getting a bit dreary having the food come back you do the washing up you sat at you what do we watch tonight kind of yeah yeah. (laughs) you can end up repeating yourself these these days are sort of compressing in on themselves yeah 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 absolutely which is why it's important every now and again to get really drunk. <laughs> to mess with your rhythm. That's not really the conclusion. I mess with your rhythm. Well, it's the last night of uh, Grayson's Art Club yesterday. Did you watch any of those? I didn't know, but I saw it was the last night and I knew you'd be watching. You should go back and watch. I have a look at at least one. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's very... Uh, it's really nice. It's interesting, actually, in terms of what we've been talking about, the way he talks to 
specifically comedians, right, and funny people who, but who have a genuine interest in art, right. And he talks to them. What people? Well, are. he's just got that effortless shift from seriousness to silliness. Right. There's no distinction. You know? Nice, nice. And also people like Harry Hill and stuff. Harry like Hill. Right. There was Lisa Tarbuck yesterday. So she's not a comedian, but she's funny. Yeah, she's really. And funny. Uh, Joe really. Lysett, who was being, speci- you know, really smart and unashamedly serious yesterday. Right. I'll have a look at and, that. Uh, and, uh, but that's the whole, you know, that's the grace in their dialogue. It's like it's, it's talking about big things, little things, yeah. happy things, sad things, with the same kind of clear-eyed openness. Yeah, he's got... I'm talking specifically about how creativity is at the heart of this. It's really important for us. You know, and it's not just something for middle-class people to pick up again later. No. It's something to keep all of us... Yeah, um, in the fabric sane. of our lives. Yeah, and keep that yeah. elasticity that you were just talking about between the framework. Yeah. You know, and if it does mean... And this is the thing, it can mean... I did an extensive art piece that involved mixed media and, uh, and research. Yeah. And it's going to be in a gallery. Or it can be... Painting your house. Yes. You know, yeah, you yeah. need to get in that kind of yeah. um, create something, do something headspace. Yeah. In between the putting the food on the table and watching another Sherlock. Yeah, and, and when you're running, it's breaking your rhythms, isn't it? Every now yes. and again, it's just sprinting up a hill or, or stopping or just. Yeah. It's not always worth it, you know. And with running in particular, it's, it's a real. And that's like jazz as well, isn't it? It's a real dialogue between the two. You want to be. You want to have a rhythm, then push against it, then see the rhythm we had appearing within what you're doing in an organic way, backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards, you know? Yeah. I remember seeing that early on with Grayson, just seeing just absolutely effortless um, drift from doing what he was planning to do and following, following his nose to whatever's happening next. He's got that classic sort of English liberal sensitivity where he's... Uh, He's a context within which anything can happen. Yes. He's got that about him, which all good comics have as well. Yes, and that sense within that that art is a, uh, is a conversation. Now, do you want to go on another one or what? Because you've already done seven. I'll do another one. Okay, cool. I feel like we're just getting started, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's twice around the marshes. And, uh, but you did three three here, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. I was going to borrow my wife's bike, but we've adjusted the saddle for my daughter. Right. This is supposed to be my taper week. But I don't really want it to be. Well, you might as well. I'm up for the miles. I was quite uh, inspired, uh, outraged, threatened, disrupted, moved by um, old Susie Chan and Sophie Wayworth, as I'm sure others did as well, doing their 100-mile week last week. Yeah, right. For the Centurion uh, 100-miler that I, I imagine was cancelled. Yeah. And they were doing 100 miles. It made, it made me think... Maybe I could 100 miles. What would that be like? Really tiring. Would I get injured? Can I have a cup of tea halfway around? It's, it'd be out of work, doesn't it, when you're doing 100 miles? It's just amazing that you can, you're so in touch with your subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do? I don't know if you know this, listener, but all Paul did just then was he just put a kind of old-fashioned ear trumpet up against his chest. But what would you... And the words just pour out. Would you do like... 40 miles one day and 40 the next and then just chill for a few days. What do you do? You just count them. Someone else count them. Or would you do seven and a half every morning, seven and a half every evening? How would you do it? <laughs> so are you going to do it? Do you want to do or it? Or would you, would you do, do it just 100 miles until someone stops you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask... You don't seem any closer to the answers. I'm going to reach out to Susie. Look at this. A, sorry, I've and got... And see how she did it. This is the H of the rugby post. In front of the get a little extra help from the Halifax. Because the vapor trails are back in the sky. And underneath those rugby posts, a confused Paul. See, anyone can make an artwork. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so, I mean, at the height of sub three train, I was doing the odd 80 mile week. Yeah, I remember you doing a 90 so, mile week, but I remember it being a bit of a mis- not mistake, but yeah. definitely you hit a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment, the way my body feels, it starts to protest a bit anything approaching 50 yeah the question is is it worth it to just get pig-headed enough to just bull yourself through a hundred causing yourself irreparable damage <laughs> and it's quite tempting yeah <laughs> 
an interest and of course it's long game you know and when he said that that kind of just pushed through it reminded me of Sophie Rayworth and her uh, you know, collapsing in the marathon and still finishing. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, Susie's an ultra runner. But then, so Sophie now, you know, yeah, they've yeah, done, yeah. They've, they've, in the long game, yes. they've really put the miles in. Yeah. And but it's still hard work to do that in a seven day. And you have to be realistic because, like you say, it doesn't matter how fit you are and how you're going. You notice when you put the miles in the week. Yeah. Physically and time-wise, you know. Yeah. But that's the elasticity I've been talking about because I was so strict about 30 yeah and I can remember not not so much the fitness just stretching my time to be able to manage it yeah and now now I'm like oh I did did a bit longer yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's kind of it grows your life grows to fit the thing you set I mean I did 35 last week I'll hopefully do about 40 this week I might if I stick a you'd want a week with no professional obligations yeah tick tick <laughs> and uh, I've got a few of those I've got a bunch of those yeah you have you have yeah, you'd well, you didn't leave the house tick <laughs> and you can just uh, have a little go I might do we'll see I'll find out I'll find out how it felt I mean those two will just run and run and run and then while taking a selfie just grinning away I'm going to say their joy the yeah. smiles on their faces and the absolute the fact that that attitude doesn't seem to change whether it's mile one or mile 355 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. is downright misleading for the rest of us yeah 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 I tend to get a bit tetchy around mile 98 and also sooner or later we'll have to get Sophie's take on this because you know th- that must be that's an angle on what we've been talking about she's going into London and telling the world what's happening. You know what I mean? She's going yes. through lockdown deserted London. Yeah, she was taking really... Saying, here's what the Prime Minister said. You couldn't be closer to it. Yeah, she was taking really... Uh, just great photos of deserted London a few weeks ago on her way into work. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, she's definitely running it off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, went back out and did my fast run again on Saturday. Oh, what, your, your 5K? Yeah. How did that, how did that go? It went pretty well. Back to, back to uh, sort of the speed realm I want to be in. Yeah. I played it a little bit c- complicatedly. Two weeks before that, I was out there feeling a little bit too... I think we talked about it. I was a little bit too present. Right. Couldn't really unlock... I feel my head going, so you have to run faster right? all the way. Yeah. running fast, am I? And it was really irritating. And then a week after that, that terrible hangover was the first one I've missed. Oh, yeah. Right. Including actual park runs. And um, so this week, I thought, I can't miss another one because I'll lose my rhythm, you know. But the cheeky bit is, I just didn't worry too much that I was going to be pretty hungover yeah 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 yeah. not biblical hungover like the right. week before I just wasn't too careful the day before and that was semi-deliberate yeah because I wanted to just go out just and chill, go, just chill with it yeah 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 and then do the run because let's face it dear listener we've all done park runs like that yes and uh, and that helped and of course I realised something really simple about not wanting to do it and not liking it the week before I never want to do it yeah, I no, never when, like it. No, when you wake up on a Saturday morning, I never feel, wow, I'm really looking forward to this park run. Yeah. It's just a decision at that moment as to whether or not you get out of bed. It's a funny old thing, because I generally do look forward to and enjoy my runs. On, but that fast 5K is a, it's kind of a homework. Oh, that's, I, I can't imagine doing that on my own. I'd find that really tough, Yeah, I must say. So, I enjoyed it, but again, I never get out at nine. It's always more like half, yeah. 10, 11. And uh, I've found that my runs have shifted, not deliberately, to this weird thing where I do really high mileage Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. Then kind of have a unplanned couple of days off. Yeah. And then do this fast five on a Saturday. That's a nice one. So my actual it. day off is That's a nice Sunday. Idea. Yeah, I don't know. I think what I'm going to do is... Pull the 5k forward to Friday. Right. And start trying to live my weekends as weekends. Right. And my weeks as... Because all the other exercises fit in. You know, I do loads all the time. I'm just sort of slightly limping in at the end of the week and 
accidentally splitting my days off with my exercise days. Right. I need to commit to one then the other. What I'm saying is, Monday to Friday, exercise machine. And then Friday to Sunday. Chill out a little bit. Lose the ability to perform, (laughs) speak, interact. Yeah, just become... Just get a normal structure like the majority of the societies live their lives, basically. What? what? Monday to Friday, isn't it? Oh, would that work then? Monday to Friday. Would somebody tell me when to stop? Yeah. Do I get to have a cup of tea? Monday. Why am I northern? So, I think that when we came around the topic before, I started off saying how that sense of a deadline. Yeah. And I really went off. But that's basically it, you know, between the the training and the writing. It's been a story of creating one's own deadlines and seeing what that feels like. Yeah. And whatever happens next, that'll be the change. Yeah. I mean, I really want to carry on writing once this book's written. And there's there's no reason not to, is there, really? No, absolutely. Because getting started is always the problem with creativity and exercise. This, I love this pair of shoes on the bottom of the pylon. Did you see right. that? <laughs> it's another photo opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Try and get it. In fact, there's some on this side and some on that side. It's down that 5G. Wow, look at that. That's a great photo. If I say so myself. Very nice, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, this is something we talked about. I want to talk about again. Go on, man. I love Midnight Run. Great film. I think great if anyone movie. listening hasn't seen it, I think it's a running commentary recommends. It is, yeah. It really if nothing is. else, it's not just that it's good, it's also that it's kind of of its time, and really in many ways it is a film about us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great movie. I've watched a lot of films. Things we've learnt. I like... I really like rom-coms. Yes. I've watched loads of that. I what really like... it's the best rom-com? Pardon? What do you think is the best rom-com? Yeah. Or the quintessential rom-com, rather than the best mm. Mm. It's hard to say. There's so many, isn't there? There's so. Yeah. I'm I used to. Um, I used to slightly resent when Harry met Sally, yeah. because I felt, despite its absolute perfection, I felt like it couldn't exist without Annie Hall coming first. Yes, he's very, he's very haunted by Annie Hall, isn't he? But it? now, I think, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. When Harry met Sally, you know, I understand. I'm a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> relaxed about the, the through line of creativity and influence and so on. You know. Yeah, she just looks like Diane Keaton in a lot of that film, doesn't she? Yeah, and it just feels like a, a uh, kind of polished up, Woody Allen. sharpened up take on the same uh, on the same story. But great, but really good. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing at all now, yeah, I really yeah, don't. Yeah. It was only when it came out I thought that. And it was, that was a fairly gauche... Immature attitude to originality and also a very 1980s attitude to Woody Allen himself. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no when, Harry, when Harry met Sally's got to be up there. Yeah. Um, I liked Notebook, which oh, I haven't yeah. really seen. I know it's a, but that's not one of the best of the best, but I really liked it. Yeah, um, Julie was saying about it. I haven't seen it, so I should see that. Yeah, Notebook's that's on the list. I haven't got to see a film for about a week. Really? Which I know. Well, no, that's not true. I was watching Midnight Run. The reason I was watching Midnight Run is because I'm always watching a film in jibs and jabs on Netflix while I do my exercises. Right. And thank goodness. I don't know how I would have got by because we introduced the kids to Sherlock. Right. And now they want to watch them all. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each one of them is a film. Yeah. So, you know. I've never really seen Sherlock. I think it's... I think it's great in some ways. It's a really interesting lesson in adaptation. In fact, if we're going to take this sense of improvisation versus framework as a sense of play, as a theme for today, and I am Paul. Go on, then take it. I'm going to take it and run take with that it. Theme. The uh, the way in which they adapt the old books to make the contemporary or contemporary and the main TV programs is just great. The sheer love for an understanding of the original material, and right. yet the glee with which they shake it up, chuck yeah. things out, keep other things, flip them backwards, keep yes. them exactly as they are, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. gender reverse them, right. uh, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just yeah, yeah, play yeah. with it. 
It's, that is how to adapt something. Yeah. You know when people say, I suddenly remembered the other day, it's a funny thing to think now, but when train spotting came out, yeah. people say, oh, it's different to the book though. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. It's a film. Yeah. Did the film love the book? Yeah, that's, that's the question you've got to ask yourself. That, that is, that's the only question. Not it? was it the same. Yeah. Because we've all seen those totally inert book adaptations where... Dreary... It just doesn't take, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shipping news with Kevin Spacey and Judy Dench. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Wow. So. I would say. So you're going to run 100 miles and I'm going to watch the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> I like the schedule. Sorry, you said I would say. No, I would say uh, you haven't seen Knocked Up, have you? Oh, I've seen it loads of times. Right. I don't like it. See, I like that film. Do you know what I don't like about it? And I watched the 40-year-old version the other day again, yeah. which I do like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than, generally, I think when you watch it, you watch it more than you would expect to, because obviously it's pretty crass. It's supposed to be. It's very funny. Though, but it's it? got such a good heart, you know? Yeah. Steve Carell and um, Catherine Keener really anchor it in a kind of humanity. Yeah. But still, I just wish there was one... One guy who didn't need to learn anything. Right. <laughs> you know, they're just all so stunted. Every, every, all of them. And then knocked in- up, you know, there's just no... In the Judd Apatow universe. Yeah. I know it's sort of maybe it's to create jeopardy, jeopardy and to make a film. I'd just like to see one well-adjusted bloke with a good attitude to women right at the beginning. <laughs> just there one are, of them. There is, though. Where? There's that guy who's very... Uh, Sympathetic to the protagonist's sister and talks about labour and there is there is a soft guy it in the middle. Up. Yeah. yeah, there is a, there is a soft guy. Right. Well, there isn't one in the four-year-old version, and I've got no time for the Seth Rogen character in Knocked Up. He's horrible. Why does he not get it? Yeah. I just find the thing a little bit. He changes, though, doesn't he? Boise. I like it. I think it's hilarious. He does change, though, doesn't he, during the film? Yeah. He grows. There's got to be growth. You've got to be... You've got to... There's no room for growth if you've grown already, have you, in that, in that sort of movie? I always wanted to like it, and I've seen it about three times. So maybe I'm just being a big old square. No, 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 no. Well, there is always that risk with yeah, me. Yeah, I, I always like films that end with a kid getting born. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's, great all, that's all you need, really. It's great in parenthood where you don't know whose it is. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. What, parenthood? Yeah. Oh, yeah, parenthood's amazing. That's one of your favourites, isn't it? Quite yeah. right, too. Yeah. Great film. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished uh, in the episode of this uh, sitcom I've been writing. It just end, ends with a birth. Nice. It's just a complete... Yeah. It's just a complete no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. If you're looking to try and get it commissioned. Yeah. <laughs> well, episode, episode two, birth. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. going heavy, but let's really squeeze it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go in large, you know what? all and guns absolutely blazing. Absolutely a great thing to do with a sitcom. Do you know what? Sitcom writers are absolutely superb on pregnancy and birth. Friends. Right. So much good pregnancy and birth comedy there. Right. When uh, Rachel's in labour for ages, and uh, uh, <laughs> they say... Uh, he says, how far am I dilated? He says, uh, three, three, in- is it three inches? He said, must be, it's from America, three inches. Yeah. And Ross says, three inches? I'm dilated three inches! <laughs> 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 but there was one in Sex and the City last night, because right. Charlotte was really cross with her dog, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Because Elizabeth Taylor was pregnant, and Charlotte can't get pregnant. And uh, But then... Elizabeth Taylor went into labour and Charlotte got over all her dudgeon and said, Mummy's coming! Yeah. It's a very camp show, isn't it? Yeah, like it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I used to watch Sex and City all the time with, with Rachel. We, loved, we used to love it. Yeah, it's good. Very funny. It's smart. You know? Very it's well It's silly and light, but it's yeah. grown up. And, yeah. And what, the basic thing I love about it is that Carrie Bradshaw, the relationship 
writer never has a good one. Yeah. So you talk about that tension we're talking about when you're writing. Her entire love life is a wrestle. Yes. And, and it's fascin- endlessly fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also got a thing for old blokes. Yeah. That's different. I don't know quite what to do with that. But. No, just a nice range of characters. and The idea that they all really didn't like each other only adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and also being fussy. You're talking about adaptations and, you know, did they, did they love it? I, of course, it goes that saying with Sex and the City that the films are non-canon. Yeah. And I won't watch them. Yeah, the films aren't so good. So we're coming to the end of the old uh, three-lapper. How do you feel? How do you feel about the running? I'm really enjoying it. I really I feel really good. I feel in quite a sort of. Uh, I just feel solidly quite fit. Yeah. I'm sort of like the look. My legs are starting to take shape. Yeah. And I'm uh, losing, well, I was going to say I'm losing weight. I'm actually not. I'm actually not losing much weight. But are you putting on weight? You steady. I'm not putting on, no. I'm just sort of, I'm holding. I'm holding, and that's really unusual for me. It's taken literally years for me to get to the point where I weigh the same thing week in, week out. Yeah. Years and a lot of really boring rules and activities. Jared Christmas keeps saying, and his wife is saying, let's meet up and have cocktails. And whenever we catch up with them online, it's always... uh, Late at night, because we yeah. do it after the kids are gone to bed. And I used to say, we can't have cocktails, because Julia and I stopped taking food <laughs> and liquid at around 10pm. <laughs> I despise myself some days. How is uh, Mr Christmas? Yeah, good. How's he coping? Do you think we'll, do you think we'll tempt him back? Well, so Father Christmas or Jared Christmas? Well, how's, well, I know Jared Christmas is in touch with Father Christmas. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. I think that they would... Uh, <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of North Pole action. I don't know how much. Um, I don't know how much fitness uh, Father Christmas is maintaining. And this during lockdown. But equally, I think that's always quite fun for us, isn't it? But he's going to have a really busy Christmas, isn't he? If you think how much people are sort of ordering now, if you think how busy the delivery guys are now, and on Christmas it's all on Santa. That's going to be massive. Although someone said the other day, you know, as all the shops reopen, remember. How well you did without the without stuff. anything. <laughs> hey. Hey. Although people do seem to seems to be a lot of ordering going on. I mean, I've, I mean, I never buy clothes anyway. Yeah, because I just get them given to me. Well, I say we redid the mortgage, and we we were talking about they, they, you know the the finance people wanted to get the monthly expenditure, and we worked out how much we spend a year on clothes for the whole family. Right, and it's hardly anything. Not yeah. just in lockdown, but in life, and yeah. it's partly. It sounds all sort of like. You know, righteous and uh, ascetic, but we're just—we're also just fussy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, know, you go into shops; it's all rubbish. You order stuff online; it comes; it doesn't fit. You end up once you don't shop, you end up knowing exactly what you want, and then taking a year and a half at a time to find it. Yeah, I mean, my my daughter gets a steady stream of. She had our Amazon account. We put a stop to that. <laughs> she just just constant, just constant deliveries. Oh, my daughter, she sorted out PayPal so she could do a Depop. Right. Yeah, yeah, my daughter did Depop, yeah. And she sold the first item of clothing. She was so pleased on the first day. And that person said, it's too small, and sent it back. <laughs> so, oh, God. Maladol Rudy got his first paid gig dancing the other By the day. way, someone said, uh, after the discussion about Rudy and David, it was, uh, I think it was Jason Lamont said, Team Rudy, all the way. <laughs> Well, he got his first gig dancing the other day. Someone got in touch with him on Instagram and got him down to be in this video, and he got made some money out of it. So that was a big day for him. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it was massive. Yeah, that's 17, brilliant. first bit of wedge. That was great. So this nice, nice run, man. Really yeah, nice. I'm just going to see if my top is still in the cherry yeah, tree. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being... Uh, Paul's not said a word about my torso, which is really kind. It's beyond words, your torso. <laughs> it's beyond verbal description. <laughs> Yes, my top is still here. Wow, I didn't believe, I didn't believe you left it there. Wow, incredible. Yeah. Oh, I should have got a picture of it in the tree. I, I had this top hanging up in this. Look, the cherries are coming in on this cherry tree. Oh, little black top hanging in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Daylight come. You must be no very proud. So, well, it's been lovely. We've really talked about stuff. Yeah. Um, it's been so it just goes to show how little talking we get to do the rest of the yeah. week. <laughs> and someone's had a barbecue here, I think. Yeah, there's been lots of barbecue. Talking of Sherlock, I'm going to do a little bit of deduction and say somebody might have had a barbecue on Hackney Marshes here. 
my clue. Can you can you see There's it? Been a bit Look of that. at it, Watson. What yeah. do you see? I think I think that's one of those disposable barbecues, isn't it? Yeah, because there's I don't want to put my oblong of completely burnt ground. Yeah, there's been a lot of that going on, aren't there? But there's not as many people as I thought there would be. Actually. No, I was wrong. You're right. There's the the I think, like you say, people have gone back to work. Or people stay are going. Home. People are starting to have to Ultimately, work, which is great. In life, people either go to work or stay home, don't they? Yeah. It's yeah, only yeah. really in the lockdown when, like a pressure cooker, if you say you can go out a bit, then people go onto the beach in Dorset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. specific lockdown result. Yeah. There's uh, schools are opening a little bit, so more people are going back. No, it's good. In Dorset, I'd heartily recommend it. And tracks are open now. A coach can can coach five runners on the, on the track, so that's good. But it, it'll be a long time before they come down the A group and the B group to, to me at the bottom of the B group before I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a graded return before they'll let us, <laughs> the slow types, back. Between, Unfair, really. Between we're where the we're at with need. the running and where we're at with the comedy, we're <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, the it's la- a we zero. should write a book. Never mind our book about park runs. That's going to have to wait for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. Um, we're going to write a book now called Last Out of the Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> the people who need the speed work most can't get it. It's one of life's rich ironies. Yeah. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.